you now to your regularly scheduled program. Hey everybody, this is Josh Martin. And I'm Marty Hyde. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Tattoos and Jesus podcast. I am very happy to be here. Here at TNJ, we seek to blend the righteous with the ridiculous. Please explain. We discuss coffee, counseling, Christianity, and whatever else crosses our mind. We hope you enjoy it. Okay, let's go. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Tattoos and Jesus. I'm sitting here with our favorite co-host, Joshua oh. Joshua Michael Martin. Wow, you have to put my whole you just government hung, name out there. You just hung your diploma on the wall and I was reading it. Oh. JMM. Josh. That is true. JMM. How are hey, you also? Oh, no, you're JMH. I'm JMH. Okay. Um... Listen, we've got about a seven-minute episode today because Josh is biting at the bit to go join his precious wife at the beach. That's right. Heading out, going to the beach. How long, how long has it been since you've seen Sarah? Like 10 days? 12. 12 days? 12 days. I bet you she's feeling better. Yeah, maybe. 12 days, and then we go to the beach, come back Monday. I'm at work Tuesday through Friday, and then we leave for Orlando Sunday, and I'm gone for all that You're going week. to Orlando? Yeah. What dates? July 31st through August 5th. So if you're a listener and you'd like to commit a crime, <laughs> Josh just lets you know when his house will be empty. We if do you want have, to know. We do have some people stopping by. So. If you want to know where the house is, give me half the proceeds of the take. Yeah, well, good luck. Just keep my uh, charter's cornhole boards. That's all I ask. Chart. All right, so Josh, I have a question for you today. All right, so I'm at the gym the other day. And this guy I know from the gym, he's in there, and he walks up to me and goes, I asked, I asked the weirdest question the other day. And so apparently he's in this discussion, and this guy was like, if you could be an animal, what animal would you want to be? Did a guy at the gym really ask you that? Yes. No, somebody asked him this question. So oh. he was just telling me the story. He's not. He's a friend of mine. His name's Chuck. Like, He's a friend of mine. He's not like, a random guy did not walk up and say, if you could oh. be an animal... No, like he was telling me about this weird conversation he had where someone said, hey, if you could be an animal, what animal do you want to be? And that's what, so it got me thinking, Josh, if you could be an animal, have you ever seen those personality tests where they're like, if you could be an animal, what animal could you be? Question. Answer. No. So when I asked this yesterday, the guy asked you at the gym today? No, he asked me like a week ago. Oh, so you didn't tell me that yesterday. Yes, so it's really ironic that you wanted to talk about personalities because oh, wow. that just happened at the gym. So my thing with my thing with that is when I worked at BHG, shout out, they what brought is me BHG? in Behavioral Health Group, the Methadone Clinic. Okay, here. Methadone. So when I was over here, my the head of the nurse, uh, program director, me and I don't know if somebody else was in there. We're all coming up with interview questions for this new person coming in, yada, yada, yada. And one of the questions were was that, if you want, if you could be any animal, what would you be? And all of, there's two of them there talking about like how deep and meaningful and you can get a lot out of this answer and you can really tell by a person's character and all this. And I'm sitting there like, that's the dumbest question I could probably think of to ask in an interview. <clears throat> like, what would you say? What would you answer? I answered it. I said a toucan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I 
because you like Fruit Loops? <laughs> no. I just, so I said, I said, I, I said. Of every animal in the <laughs> world, toucan. I said, I want to be a toucan. And I said, what deep meaningful thing did you get from that? And they just looked at me and my program director said, well, maybe a little fruity. But that's about <laughs> it. Um, but so, I mean, you can't really, especially on the spot, like, okay, if somebody says, like, there's no right answer. I've got it. Answer it. Ask me. There's no I've right got answer. It. I've got it. I've okay. got it, though. Marty. I feel like we've talked about this on the show before because this feels too familiar. I don't think we... So I've, I've could, had this conversation with somebody. If you, yeah, I got the gym. <laughs> if you could be an animal, who, mm-hmm. what, what animal would you be? Elephant. Are we getting back into your? So if you I could already be, have it, it's tattooed on my on. arm. If you could be an animal that's not tattooed on your arm, what would you be? If I could be an animal, uh, or you could just like hold your sleeve up and say, pick which animal. You pick it would and I'll apply be? it. Yeah, probably. I immediately go with African animals. What 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 continent do you want me to choose from? Anything but your arm. Anything not my arm continent. Not no, it, it can't be on your arm. Because I immediately default to rhino. If elephants taken, I default to rhino. Why? Um, or hippo. No, I have a rhino on my arm. Hippo. I default to hippo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do we need a list? I'm sorry. I was thinking hippo. In my head, I had the picture of a hippo. Because, because you want to be a part of the drug cartel. Because I want... No. Is the hippos part of the drug cartel? Yeah. Smuggling? Pablo Escobar is a whole thing. There's a whole... It, like They're overpopulated from where Pablo Escobar brought them, up, brought them into Did his Did he like, shove cocaine in them or something? No. He threw people to them to eat them alive. Okay. So that's why I want to be a hippo. Because they look sweet. They look docile. They're a large, docile-looking animal. But they are literally on like the top five most deadliest animals in the world. Are you one of the most top five deadliest people in the world? Even I didn't you say. Look? You said what would you want to be, not are you. So what is so, that? So, so what does that tell ask me? Ask me the question. What am I? That's different. Oh, okay. So if you were to respond, what animal would you be? What animal are you? Yeah, that's what it's saying. What animal are you? Teddy bear. <laughs> Teddy bear's not an animal. Tell that to my son. <laughs> it's not an animal. So you'd be just a bear? I mean, but it has to be cuddly. Like so I'm, would be I'm a big... A koala bear? I'm a koala bear. Aren't they mean? No, no. Koalas are nice. It's pandas that are mean. Yeah. I'll be a koala bear. Because I'm... But koalas are small. So here's, here's the qualities that I am. I'm a large, teddy bear-like person... I'm a I'm a large structure like an elephant, but I'm very kind and I don't hurt people. So I'm well, I mean, what is that? That's an elephant. Elephants hurt people. Yeah, when they're fighting for their family, that's permissible. They're arm. not just randomly violent. It's on your arm, though. It doesn't count. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, it's hard to pick. What are you? What animal are you then? Okay. <laughs> Other than. A, two, a United a, a, in the North American continent. What are you? That's not in a zoo. Um, I don't know. Like, I always go to birds because I love birds. Obviously, I have two tattoo two tattooed on me. But like, I think it's just because I'm obsessed with maybe like being able to fly. 
You're obsessed <laughs> with flying. Uh, obsessed is a strong term here. Have you, do you want to get your license, like flight license? No. No. Fly like with my wings. You want wings? Yes. Yes. Not like airplane. So okay. So I'm speaking of a bird, and then you know that's the first one that came to my mind. Who can? Because it's kind of cool looking. Not an eagle. Nah, an eagle's too. An eagle's too. Too. Too like in the center of attention. So okay. So you know what you should be if you're. Not, this goes back to. All okay, right. So today we're going to talk about personality types, right? We're going to talk about a couple different tests that are out there. But we were talking the other day about personalities. Hawk, you're a hawk because you're there. Like you're I got fierce, a, I got a but you're mean, a number two man. I'm a, you're a number two man. Mean jumper. No, hawk, you're a, that you're a number. It's, it's a hawk is like the second most fierce bird. I mean, maybe. What do hawks do? They fly. <laughs> okay, then I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm in. <laughs> All right, listen. You don't. You don't know this. Because I had two hours to kill before this podcast, yes. and you had counseling to provide. Uh-huh. So I actually printed off. Have you ever seen the Smalley and Trent human typology test? I don't even know what you just asked me. What is that? Okay. All right. Is that so, a beaver? Yes. So they, if I get okay. a beaver, I'm walking away so here's, and going to the beach here's right the now. Thing. So, so if you Google it right now, Smalley and Trent, they do this human typology where they ask you, are you a lion, a beaver, an otter, or a golden retriever? Have you ever heard this? No. I'm definitely an otter, though, probably. Okay. Well, uh, listen. Since you're a jerk, I'm a beaver. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So a lion. What are you? Let me see what you are. I'm an otter. No. We're probably the same. No, you're honest. absolutely not. You, you're a golden retriever. If I had to choose for you, you're a golden retriever, well, I'm a beaver. Do you, do you have to take a test? No, I'm just reading. Did you take a test? <laughs> no, I'm just picking. You printed this off and you didn't even take the test? I just printed a picture. Well, let me see it. All right, well, let me read what I think we're not. Okay. Lions and otters. A lion is direct, competitive, decision maker, visionary, expresses opinion readily. Exp- expresses their opinion readily. So it's like, you know, a strong leader like, I don't know, Hitler. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Really um, took a turn there. Putin. You're right. Lion. All right. An otter is animated, shows their feelings, emphasizes main ideas. They're persuasive, social, and great motivators. That's me. That ain't you. That, okay. You're not a great motivator. What? I'm a great you a pep talker? Yes. Are you animated? Think about our team. I'm the only one You are talking. a toucan. I'm an otter, I'm telling you. I'll read the qualities of my okay. Myers Briggs. You might. Well, here's what's funny is... Is a beaver is the opposite of an otter. See, that's why I don't think you're a beaver. They go together. Go ahead. What is a okay, what's I the quality? Motiv- okay, I might be an otter. Hold on. Let me read Golden Retriever. Uh, Patient, cooperative, collaborative, slow to change, can be loyal to a fault. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think slow to change is my forte? Well, you didn't <laughs> decorate your office for six months. That is true. So there's okay, quality. Fine. There's qualities okay. in there. I guess that, in all agreed. of them, you're you're kind of a. I have some. I have some retrievers. All right. So read the beaver. Beaver, inventive, accurate, can be critical. Perfection paralysis. Hate disorganization and unpredictability. Can you be like a if a beaver and a golden retriever made a baby? A beaver retriever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a beaver retriever. But you're you're, a beaver what retriever. are you then? An otter retriever? I'm, uh, a golden otter? Golden otter. <laughs> hey, I'll take a golden otter. That's my next tattoo. Golden <laughs> otter. 
Uh, what did you find? You had way too much time. To I find. just Googled. I knew what we were going to start with the question. If you could be an animal, what would you be? And so I was like, I know. Because I remember being in college and they put golden retriever in one corner, like these signs up, and you had to pick a corner for which animal you are. And Maybe so, it is a golden retriever. I don't know. That's I thought, good, I mean, question. I don't have some of these. Well, but I'm, here's the thing. is I'm going with beaver a, retriever. There's a little bit. The reason I say otter is what we'll get into later. But, for now, I would say you're a beaver retriever. <laughs> what are you? Probably an otter. Pure otter? Probably. 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 Okay. Anyway, that's all I got. Because if you think about persuasive, how many times have I come in here and said, I hear me out? Oh, yeah, that is your favorite line. I just thought it was because a lot of people in your life didn't listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. You can can be persuasive. It's like, please hear my whole thought as opposed to my childhood. (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%. So, all right. It's kind of funny because the past three days have been about personality stuff because our first conversation was completely off topic about personalities and we started talking about this supervision was hinted on it a little bit and then today was i did my group on it mainly because we were doing the podcast on it but it also helps the group so when you so how do you want to lean into this is there is there other is there a route you have i don't have a route because you have about 20 pieces of paper. That's that correct. Right. That's because last night, you made me take the Myers-Briggs personality test. I didn't make you. So if... And you also <clears throat> didn't take it last listen, night. Listen, if you're but. listening... And also, So there's two personality tests that I feel like we constantly engage, like we constantly interact with. One... Mm-hmm. Of the devil. Of the devil. <laughs> it's called the Myers-Briggs personality test. The second is the Christian personality test called the Enneagram. <laughs> and so... What I did is I you gave me the Myers Briggs to take last night, so I took it this morning. Right, exactly. Um, I'm perplexed. I think my answers were inaccurate, but I also went on beaver quality. Is that no? That's a golden. That's a golden. A a, what did I say? I was a (laughs) A beaver beaver retriever. retriever. That's a beaver retriever quality. Okay. Um, and so I also took the Enneagram. Okay. Which we have the same score on. We score the same. We're different on Myers-Briggs, right? I don't know. Well, the one I have, we're different by one letter on the one, the, what I think oh, you what are. what you think. What I think you so, are. So here's the thing. I want to talk about these. First, I guess, like, why are these valuable? Like, why is it valuable to take these personalities? Because where are you, I mean, yeah, it's a psychology thing, right? It's a personality test. You learn about personality. But this is really, 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 really commonly used by like human resources, different jobs, job placement centers. There's a lot of work-related testing of personalities. I actually have the book in my office. I'm going to bring it in here. What book? Type Talk at Work. It shows. It shows. So then, tell type. me, just in your brief understanding, like why why is it valuable to take a personality test? Period. Period. End of question. So I use it in group for groups and some individual sessions because if you go back to what you actually actually mentioned this today that you mentioned yesterday in supervision was the 
I, every time you say it, I think about the monkey off of Lion King who does the stripe on the forehead. What's his name? I have no clue. You know, that holds the baby. That holds the yeah. Simba. Um, I don't know. You, the All one right, Jahari Window? In the, in the monkey's name, something like that? Yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're talking anyway, about. Anyway. Keep so talking, I'll tell you what it is. I think about the Jahari Window where there's that four quadrants. And the personality test fits sometimes. Rafiki. Rafiki. Okay, it's not, not Jahari even close. Window. Rafiki. <laughs> yeah, not even close. So it fits in a couple of different of these quadrants where... You may not be self-aware, and other people may not be self-aware that you are like this. And the personality test can kind of point out aspects of who you are. And so, counseling in general, you want to become self-aware. You want to become aware of the qualities, the strengths, the weaknesses, what you need to work on, what's, what's at fault, what's at this, what's at that. And so, the personality test help you identify some of these things and it's cool to know. I mean, it's, it's a fun it's a fun thing to do. So everybody tends to love it. But it helps you become more <coughs> self-aware. It helps you make adjustments. It helps you to see things you may not see. Yeah. And it helps you to confront things that you ignore. So the big thing is, if there's a weakness, like when I was reading mine today. Growing edge. Let's not say weakness. Let's say growing edge here. This is a safe place of encouragement. Okay. So if there's something that you really are trash at, then... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Then... You tend to deny it or you tend to be very like blind to it. So when it's in front of you and you read it, you can see that come out sometimes. You're like, no, nah, I'm not like that. Then you ask somebody and they're like, yeah, you're definitely like that. It helps kind of cement that and, and helps you yeah. change more. So that's why I like them. So you mentioned the Jahari window. I did not print one of those out for today. No. But a lot of people, if you're listening, you're going to be like, what the heck is the Jahari window? All right. It sounds more complicated than it is. <clears throat> picture a window like a traditional farmhouse window has four quadrants okay and so if you're if you're picturing that quadrant what it is is each quadrant represents a different level of insight that we have in our life all right so the first quadrant um, represents insight because what you're going to look at is insight within yourself and insight that other people have of you and so the Jahari window is really cool because what it says is there's a portion of our life that we know about but also the people in our lives know about as well like, what's a, a silly illustration? I have brown eyes. Everybody who looks at my eyes knows they're brown, right? That's universal knowledge. Or that I'm terribly hilarious. Universal knowledge. Mm. All right? But then the other quadrants lack one of those. And so the kind of catty corner, opposite to everybody knows about it, including me, is nobody knows about it, right? And so there's a portion of our life that is true of us. But we have yet to learn it, and other people have yet to learn it. And so it's a blind spot, right? It's just a blind spot. God knows, and that's it. And then there's each of the opposite corners, which are there are things that people in your life know about you that you lack awareness to, mm-hmm. right? And then on the flip side of that, there are things that you know about yourself, whether they be hidden truths that you're embarrassed by, or just things that you've never shared, or old experiences. I mean, it can be a lot of different things, but they're things that you know to be true of yourself, um, but other people do not necessarily know, right? And so it's just it's just a different levels of awareness. And so what I love about the personality test is it's one of the ways, because you, you don't want the blind spot where nobody knows it and you don't know it to be large, right? You want to know about yourself because knowledge is power, right? To be cliche. And so the more we know about ourselves, the more we can like pursue strengths, which is super important in the workplace, but it can also allow us to work on those growing edges, right? To work on, so 
I was talking the other day with, I've said this a lot, so, but like I was talking the other day to somebody about some of the, um, you know, the pitfalls in light of the Southern Baptist Convention, sexual abuse scandals, but then also if you just look at corporations, people that are in significant areas of power, and, and there's a moral failing, right? It normally comes down to sex, money, or greed of some type, power, um, Really what it comes down to is pride. Pride leads us to engage in those behaviors. But the reality is is nobody has ever failed because they were really good at something. People fail because they know they're really good at something and they use that as a false confidence or pride to not address the weaknesses in their life or the growing edges that need some support. And so I may be a phenomenal leader, but I don't do a good job with money management. I'm not going to fail because I quit being a good leader. I will naturally continue to be a good leader and even better leader because it's my skill set. But if I don't work on the money management piece or I don't work on the being an absolute power or being a jerk to my staff or having wandering eyes and treating people that I'm attracted to inappropriately, like if I don't work on those areas of growth, then it will take me out. You'll and be a so broke leader. I'll be a what? A broke leader. I'll be a broke leader. <laughs> yeah. So, personality tests are like a really effective and easy way to do that. Um, and so we mentioned the Myers Briggs and the Enneagram. Josh, you're 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 a Myers Briggs guy. Well, it's not that I'm a Myers Briggs guy. I just are you a Myers Briggs girl? Uh, no, I just I, I I use it in groups. I've used it because that's what we had. That's what we had at work when I worked at Cherokee Drug and Alcohol. We all took this test and we all figured out where we fit and all that. And so then I started studying more and I just I mean the Enneagram's good too. It's there's to me. It's like they both make sense. I feel like the Enneagram is just like the the two thousands version of the Myers Briggs. Right. Like it's, it's, it does the same thing. Yeah. I mean it's different content, but it's the same concept. Right. And, it, and then you can look up what personality types fall under the any. Like, I mean, they all kind of relate in yeah. some degree. But yeah, I just I like the I like the Myers Briggs just because that's what I was introduced to. Okay. Nothing nothing against anybody who's a big Enneagram like. So we were talking about this earlier. It seems like every Christian lo- every. I'm not gonna say all Christians, but um, I'm trying not to be stereotypical here. I don't know if you listen to Sadie Robertson, you probably like the Enneagram. It's the same style of people. Yeah, yeah. If you like pumpkin spice lattes, okay. Um, Lularoe leggings, okay. Sadie Robertson. Then you probably like the Enneagram. I mean, the Enneagram's good. It's good. I know. I'm just overly stereotyping. Well. Because yeah. I'm actually a big fan of the Enneagram. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> I can definitely see you in some Lululemon leggings <laughs> on there. Yeah. Hey, listen. Comfort is comfort. I don't care who you are. Yeah, true. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing. I probably shouldn't say this out loud. So, my wife. Oh, God. Spent three hours in the pool yesterday without sunscreen on. A large portion of the time on her stomach. <laughs> so she's having a hard time sitting down today. 
You said Lululemon leggings, and it just and I said comfort is comfort, and I thought my wife is not comfortable at all today. Oh, okay. That was the all right. So shut out sure. Ashley Sunburn. <laughs> I did Google though. Why do Christians love the Enneagram? And the answer was the answer is because apparently, according to my Google research. It has, like, in its development, there is, like, uh, a faith component. Like, it actually is incorporated in it, whereas the Myers-Briggs is just, it's purely psychological. It was, like, there was no spiritual element considered. It's not that it's bad. Like, it's not that they're saying that it's, like, ungodly to take it. It's just, it doesn't really incorporate, it was never intended to translate to spiritual application, Whereas there's more ability to take the Enneagram and to use spiritual application, spiritual gifts to tie in with it. Gotcha. So there's actually a legit reason. It's not like... Just some... I don't know. Yeah, it's not just random hoodoo. So what... Okay, so we're going to talk about both of them quickly. Which which one do you want to argue about first? The Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs? I want to know what your Myers-Briggs is. You want to... Okay. All right, so Josh and I, where is it? So Josh does not know what my Myers-Briggs is. Josh has told me 12 times in the last three days what his is, and I cannot remember. remember. I can't remember. But what I did is somewhere, I I went through and read a brief, I guessed what yours was. I took a guess, just like you guessed what mine was. All right, so if you don't know about the Myers-Briggs, the Myers-Briggs looks at four different quadrants to conceptualize personality, right? They're all going to make very sense, very good sense. The first one is extroversion versus introversion, mm-hmm. right? The second quality or quadrant is sensing versus intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, the third quality is thinking versus feeling. And then the fourth quality is judging versus perceiving, mm-hmm. right? I don't know that we want to spend time diving into what all the complexities of those are. But what you can do is if you have four quadrants with two options each, do the math... Mm-hmm. Four times four. Yeah. You have 16 different personality combination options, to which we're going to read all of them. I'm just kidding. We're not going to read all of them. I was about to say. That's a However, lot. However, if you're interested, if you're listening to the show, and you're like, all right, I'm so enthralled by what Josh's Marty's personality is, but what's mine? There's a website, 16personalities.com. You ever been there? Yeah. And it offers a free Myers-Briggs test. I want to say you can also take the Enneagram for free. Yeah. They might even have a beaver retriever test on there. Beaver retriever. I have not looked. Anyway, Josh, you think you know what mine is? So when I was... I I think I know what yours is. All right, so what... But but I, I don't know... Walk me I'm through. What, walk me through the four quadrants and which ones you pick, when you, and why. The you want me to describe them? No, 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 no. For I, me, which one you uh, pick for me and why? So the E and I is based off of energy. It's not based off of personality. Energy. Energy. Do you get energized around groups or do you get drained around groups? Okay. I'm gonna go with you get energized. So I'm gonna go with E. So you pick an extroversion for your for you. Okay. Should I tell you right or wrong? I don't know. What do you think? You should. You think uh, you may walk through all of them and see how many you got right, like Price is right. Okay. S and N, sense and intuitive is how you process information. Okay. Do you process information by details 
So sensing is like details around you, or you more like your senses. Yes. So you're using your like five senses, you're very detail oriented, or or you're more intuitive, like you're you're thinking about the meaning behind the information. What's driving this? More theoretical. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Ian. This is one of the ones that I I didn't know. Debatable. So you got me at Ian right now. I got you at Ian, and then the other one's pretty. You know, thinking or feeling. Do you make decisions based off of? Thinking them through pros and cons, or the feeling, and feeling is not like how I feel in the moment, like emotionally and unstable. But do I let my values make decisions more than um, pros and cons sometimes? And so this one, I have you at an F. A feeler. I have you at an F. E- but yeah, I, I would not be surprised if you were an S and a T. So I have you at an E and an N and an F. An E and an N and an F. And then the last one is a J or a P. And so the J or the P is basically P's are very flexible, spontaneous, very disorganized. Okay. J's are very organized structures. I got you at a full J. So you got me at ENFJ. ENFJ is what. Okay. But I've debated the middle two. I didn't debate the outer edges. You may surprise me, but I think. The one, the two in the middle is kind of what? So ENFJ, I'm going to read this. There's a little blurb. Caring, enthusiastic, idealistic, organized, diplomatic, responsible, skilled communicators who value connection with people. According to the test I took this morning, you were one for four. <laughs> Dang. But that's you, though, that you just read. I told you I thought it was wrong. What did you, how did you, okay, one for four, what was your one right, Jay? Because if it's, it's definitely not P. It's definitely oh, not P. 100% not P. Yeah, so you're a I'm J. I'm not spontaneous. Yeah, you're definitely I'm a J. Not. Oh, no, my J was 19 to 1 on the test. I was about to say, 19 you're 100% J, a J. 1 P. Okay, so you're not a, you're a I-S-T? No, here's, no, no, okay. No, 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 no. I came up an I, introvert. Okay. But here's here's the thing is I know the two I, I scored a four and a six. Gotcha. I know of at least one of those questions where I think I was wrong, but this is what I found because I've taken this test like fifty times, and depending on my mood in that moment, I split between E and I, and so I am not a like clear extrovert and I'm not an extreme introvert. I have both qualities. Like I can really value alone time, but I also really can get recharged being around people. It depends on where I'm at and my situation. I mean, just all of it. Does that make sense? Okay. Like, if it's people I don't know, super introverted. If it's people I'm really close to, like if you and Sarah came over the house, Brandon and Kayla, if people came over that I'm really comfortable with, I thrive off of it. It's going to be 2 a.m. We're going to be playing cards. I got you. Chilling. I got you. And so, I think that one splits. Okay. So, like, this morning, when I took it, I was a little out of it. Okay. I was a little, I was wanting a little alone time. Gotcha. So I, I lean toward the I. Makes sense. So the confusing part is the S, the N, the sensing and the intuition, and the T and the F, the thinking feeling. Mm. Here's here's the thing. The score that I, I gave myself, I changed the I to an E because I think I'm more extroverted than introverted. Oh, so when you did, I, like you changed it? Okay. So my initial score was ISTJ, but I changed it to ESTJ. I believe that ESTJ. according to the okay. test, because here's the thing, the scores were pretty high. The S was a 15 to 5, and the I was a 13 to 7. 
So, so I was substantially S, but here's, what is an ESTJ? My first thought was ESTJ when when I left yesterday. Well, then why didn't you trust your gut? What's that, what's that fall under? Because when I read it this morning and I read the the summary of an ENFJ, because somebody in there was an ENFJ, yeah. I switched. Because, this morning? Yeah. So you were an ESTJ. That makes sense. So an ESTJ, because here's the thing is, when I read ENFJ, it sounds a lot like me. That's what I'm saying. But an ESTJ is efficient. I'm very efficient. Like, I love efficiency. Outgoing, analytical. I'm very analytical. Systemic, dependable, realistic. Like to run the show and get things done in an orderly fashion. Okay. Here's the only Here's the only thing where the the ENFJ, I guess, what's switched up here? I don't, I don't know what's switching. But, like, what I appreciate about the first one more is it's skilled. Skilled communicator who values connection with people. Mm-hmm. 100% me. Mm-hmm. The, I like to run the show and get things done orally. I'd love to get things done in an orderly fashion. I don't have to be the lead man, though. Right. Like, I can lead. I'm often put in leadership positions. But if somebody comes in that's more qualified or feels for whatever need they need that position, I have, I'm not going to try to fight it for it. And so, like, I, I feel like it's a split there. Even though the scores were, like, pretty strong, like, I really feel like that. I don't know. I'm just that bottom row of... But see, and here's what I'm thinking is like... The E and the J is really strong. That's true. Your your job has also probably helped. Like the jobs you've had have, have helped you. Like even though th- you might want to do this, your job has pushed you to be like EST. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's shaped you to I'm be in more... in a leadership capacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take charge. So it might be ESTJ, ESTJ. I don't know. Okay. That was my first initial thought. So I got to guess yours. Yeah. You want me to walk through and tell you what I picked? You can. All right. Extroverted versus mm-hmm. introversion, right? You feed off of social connection. You're an E. Mm-hmm. However, I would say that you're also, you're, I wouldn't say you're 50 50 like me, maybe a 60 40, a little 70 30. I think, I mean, you like to study, you like to have alone time, but you're always around people. Like, y'all are always cooking out, hanging out with people. So, I'm going to say you're a, a, a substantially prominent E. Mm-hmm. Sensing versus intuition. Sensing, being absorbing your senses around you and making decisions. The intuition. Imagine what things could be. Big You're in all day long. Big picture. You dwell it in the sky somewhere. Mm. Thinking versus feeling. Um... You're a feeler. Mm-hmm. You're a feeler. You're an F. Um, all right. So what we got? E, N, F, E, N, F. You don't have to think about the last. Judging one. versus perceiving. Um, you make plans and getting things done. That is 100% not you <laughs> in any capacity. Hey. Uh, you leave your options open. See things as flexible. You're a P. You're an E N, F P. E N F P. E N F P. So Marty gets it 100% correct because I'm a leader and I get things done. That's right. And you became so flexible that you got mine wrong. Yes. So I am 100% an EFP. E-N-F-P. See? Look, you can even see I had it underlined. E-N-F-P. So let, yep. let me read this. Or you tell me. Tell me, what is an E-N-F-P? What does that mean? Um, I'm not going to read I guess I can. I mean, whatever. Uh, so give me the highlights. The highlights would be primary functions. So they're able to grasp feelings, will make it easy to connect with people, which obviously is a counselor. They they are readily or they convey themselves to other people through speech, mannerisms, and expression. 
ENFPs. So you know how to talk? Communicate. Yeah. Well, you like very. Like I'm a good storyteller. Are you? Yeah. Do we need to go back and hit rewind? <laughs> you got it. I'm a good. If you're in person, I talk with my hands. That's true. You pass your hands. You do. ENFPs enjoy both ideas and people. They wish to be helpful, generally admired, charming, you know, all that good stuff. Outgoing and friendly. But I do have issues. So. What's your issues? Don't like conflict or criticism. That's true. Sometimes. In which they can respond with um, emotion, which in the past I have. Some jobs have helped me with that, but still true. Strive for harmony. Cannot tolerate situations that that don't go towards that outcome. So it says cannot tolerate. So if something gets heated, do you get uncomfortable to the point that you just leave? No. So uh, cannot tolerate um, is like if I work in a place where everybody hates each other. You're out. Probably not going to. It's just dysfunctional. So that I I will try, because of my personality, I will try to mend a lot of that because of that peacemaker. Peacemaker. But at the end of the day, if if it's too much dysfunction, I'm probably just going to be like, nah. You want to peace out. Nah, dog. Um, But so here, this is what I wanted to read. I've been waiting for this moment. Oh, boy. Is this have to do with me? Yeah. Well, it, it has to do with our conversation. Oh, okay. Key elements to working with this type. Promise you, I've never seen this page before in my life. I found it this morning. Okay. First sentence. Give the ENFP flexibility for he or she is unhappy with strict scheduling. (laughs) All right. I laugh because two days ago we sat in your office and you literally said, I don't like schedules. It's not because I don't want to be on time. I will probably be early, but there's just something about being told you need to be here at 9 and you need to leave at 5. That bothers me. Yes. And so I'm going to show up early or do something to make it different. Yeah. Not because you're rebellious or not because you don't want to be adaptable to the expectations, but for some reason there's this core need to be different. Yes. That's that's When I read that, I was, was like... Was that yeah. validating to your soul to read that? Yeah, because now it's like, okay. It's, it's not a character flaw. Yeah. It's, so I bring out the best in others. And I give the ENF uh, a task involving people management. I do like to work with What's people. my problem? Do I have problems? Do you have mine? Yeah, I got yours. I'm going to read it. Okay. Do not assign me mundane tasks. Mundane? Mundane tasks. Did you say mundane? <laughs> <laughs> mundane? <laughs> also not good with grammar. <laughs> no mundane task for this, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been a long day. No mundane task. Mundane. No, don't give me some 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 boring <laughs> task because <laughs> because it ain't gonna get done. No, so notes I get them done just because I I hate them. So and then the, be direct. Okay, you just gotta be direct. That's all you gotta do. Just tell me what's up. Tell me straight what's, up. What's my flaws? I'm about to get there. I had your other one pulled up. Oh, you gotta find the right one because your other one. This is what your other one says. Wait, key, which one are you reading? Key elements. ENFJ? Yeah. Key elements are people, they they want people to be brought together. They avoid conflict if necessary. That's very true. Um, offer constructive criticism, but also are extremely sensitive to criticism. That's also true. 
um, and work well, work well with relating to people and bring out the best of others, that's, shining qualities in others. That's also true. And so that's why I thought well organized. That's me. So Ian. FJ. So but, what's an ESTJ but say? ESTJ, yeah, but the ESTJ, uh, I feel like these are like versions of the Bible. Yeah. So you're more like Judas. Judas. Uh, I have thought about that. You could do personality inventories on like Paul verse, you yeah. know. All right. So somewhere. here you go. E- responsible, ESTJ. Responsible, realistic, conventional. Primary function, recognize concrete needs, and remember data and detail. I am good at that. You are good. They are more focused on linking the past to the present. Okay. They use logic and traditional principles to guide them through life. They are quick to come up with a plan and finish it. They place importance on closure. This may, th- Because of this, they may take on leadership roles. They are self-confident and assertive. They may be perceived as critical and harsh to some, but they, are, they will always make sure at least that their plan works. Their model citizens thrive for order and um, harmony. Community is crucial. They love spending time with family and friends. Learn best in situations where objectives are established so they can plan ahead. Good with deadlines. That's all very true. Yeah. So this could be... Do you want to know your weaknesses on the, oh, on the air here? Absolutely. Um, weaknesses include... Agreeing your, to all personality types when read yes, out loud. Yes. General inability to adapt in new environments. That's not true. I'm very adaptable. That's what I thought. That's what drew. That's me my childhood from. trauma coming out. I moved that's, um, seven times. That's 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 kind of what yeah. I was thinking when I read that. I'm very adaptable, except unless it's a small space. I have trouble getting into small spaces. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> they can be too demanding and fail to recognize other people's opinions and feelings. That's also probably true. You if I so? feel very, if I feel strongly convicted about something, and I know that you feel differently, I I can be kind of callous at times. It does say this is because they have a set value system. Yeah, one time I told Ashley that all babies went to hell, solely because I was trying to make her upset. Wow. Okay. Um, it was not like I'm not saying that's my theological stance. I was solely being a jerk. Gotcha. She still talks about it to this day. <laughs> I tell her at the moment I was contemplating breaking up with her, so I was kind of being a butthole. Dang. It worked. We were hiking in the woods, and I just made her cry. Okay. Well, it worked. And they can come across as too bossy sometimes. See, that's... No, also, that's my don't, sister. Don't I don't see that. <laughs> I don't see that. But, but see, the careers are, are a little... They give you career types. Yeah. You're a teacher, scientist, engineer, accountant, manager, law enforcement. I mean, you were the other day, but... Okay. So, and so key elements: be open and honest with you. Do be organized. Yes. ESTJs are impatient with inefficiency. That's correct. Do not criticize your values, and offer constructive criticism. See, where I say that comes in is you are not organized. And so, how many times, if like you haven't done something for the podcast in the time frame I have in my head, do I not just text you and say, "Hey, by the way, I went ahead and did this"? Yeah. That's true. Because I'm sitting there thinking, Josh literally doesn't care. I have time, and it matters to me. That's not that I don't care. As I don't. You don't care if I do it. Is what I mean. Like I don't think you'll be offended if I do it because I have time. You'll be like, huh? One less thing for me to do. Well, because I got to get to the beach. That is true. Um, All right. So what we learned here today is you're a really solid ENFP. 
Yeah. I bounce back and forth between ESTJ and ENFJ. Yeah. True? Very true. Which means I can be bossy and critical. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they're pretty accurate. I, I think, think that's pretty, pretty accurate. accurate. All right. Last question. We've got like just a minute left to go. The Enneagram. Oh, because we're both the same. We're yeah. the same. I'm not even going to, I mean, we're not even going to dive into it, but if you take the Enneagram. I mean, you can a little bit. Um, there are nine different types or like personality categories you can fall in. And so sometimes you'll be a really solid like three, but you lean a little bit towards the four or the two and they call that a wing. Yeah. So if you're like, like we, we are nines. I'll go ahead and put it out there. I know everybody's wondering. We are nines. Yeah, I know. But like I, I'm a nine that leaned. It's kind of in a circle. So like, what comes after and nine? The one. Yeah. So like, I'm a nine that leans one. You're pretty much a pure nine. You don't really lean in either direction. So I'd be like a nine wing one, where you're pretty. What pretty are you? Nine. Well, if I'm extremely healthy, I lean one because I get stuff done. Yeah. I'm very like motivated. All right. So here's I'm gonna read this. This describes us apparently. Apparently. Where it says the peacemaker, the peaceful mediator. Patient, open-minded, and generous. You think that's true so far? Yeah. It says our core fear, the Enneagram 9, is being in conflice? What is, I don't even know that word. Loveless, separated, uncomfortable, unimportant, being overlooked. Conflict, maybe. Maybe that's what it's supposed to be. It's not what it says. Overlooked, shut out, or inharmonious. I'm about to cry. I just told you. Is that your core fear, though? Maybe. All right. Conflict and being shut out seems pretty dreadful. All right. That's fair. That's true. Core desire. Nines. I almost said niner. Niners (laughs) desire to have inner stability and peace of mind. That's fair. That's true. Self-image. Content, peaceful, relaxed, steady, low-key, creative, easygoing, friendly. That's true. Core weakness. Stubbornness and complacency. Tend to procrastinate. Lose touch with myself, my desires, needs, abilities. That's probably pretty good. Core longing to know that their presence matters. That's probably true. That is, that's actually really true. I always want to make a difference. I'm going to start giving you a hug and tell you I love you. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Front. Frontal hug? Oh, yeah. Full frontal. <laughs> Pull it in tight. All right. <laughs> At their best, they're pleasant, peaceful, generous, accepting, diplomatic, open minded, empathetic, or emphatic, and caring. At their worst, they're spaced out, forgetful, stubborn, resigned, self-forgetting, passive-aggressive, judgmental, and unassertive. That's true. Yeah. All right. So how to treat us. This is really what people need to hear. How to treat <laughs> us. Say thank you for all that they do. Be gentle when giving criticism. Appreciate their kind nature. Don't pressure them. Be patient with them. Listen to them. There you go. I mean, I think that's, that is that is me. That is it says when I'm an unhealthy, I, I forget, when, when I'm unhealthy, I become something else. They tell you, like, if you do the test, they'll say, well, an unhealthy version of a nine becomes a seven or something like that. Yeah. All right. This also says, uh, oh, no, it's the same thing. All right. So last question, and then we're going to wrap up. How does this empower you? Like, what, what does this do for you? Like, why should people take the time to go to 16 personalities or Google either the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs to help educate themselves? They, so for me personally, it's good to, kind of like we were joking earlier, 
it's good to know what I do wrong, but also that what what my personality like like the scheduling thing like it bothers me that I'm bothered by a nine to five. That bothers me. But to know that it's a part of my personality helps it ease ease the pain a little yeah. bit. And it points me in the right direction. Like, I'm going to be more fulfilled in a place where I can kind of, like, ebbs and flow through my schedule, which is what I do now. So I'm, like, all over the place. This is what I love about it is when I take personality tests, number one, it gives words sometimes to what I'm experiencing. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things in life that, like, it's like you. It's kind of like that thing where you have a taste in your mouth, and you're like, "I know what this flavor is, but I can't quite put a word to it." Is I feel like when I read personality tests that kind of like analyze me, they kind of make order out of the chaos of, "Oh my goodness, that does make sense about me." So, like you said, like it helps me hone in on number one, what's natural to my personality. It's not like me as a human flawed person. It's just like, no, this is just qualities of people that are like you. And then it helps me then to say, but if I want to improve on that, hone in on this. You know, because sometimes you see like quirks in yourself and not realize the category they fall under, right? Like, you're, this is your strength. And so, therefore, you have this weakness on this side. So, to me, it's really, really helpful as a counselor. It's helpful as a father, as a husband. And so, it's, I don't know, it's really cool to me. Uh, but maybe that's just our personalities that we like this stuff. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it is helpful at work too because right. if if you have an ENFP like myself mm-hmm. and you say I need you to work nine to five, they're going to be extremely unhappy. Yeah, so that's where it's really helpful. So if you're running a business, or maybe it's kind of like the love languages, or maybe you just want to learn more about your spouse, have them yeah. take the test because then that whole like how should I treat you section. Right? Maybe you're treating yeah. a coworker of yours in a way that rubs them all kinds of the wrong way. Not because what you're doing is intuitively wrong. It's just wrong to how their personality operates. And so the more you can empower them to be the most foolish version of themselves, the more successful you're going to be as an employer or you know whatever else task is at hand. You know, getting the right people in the right job makes a big difference. That's true. So, well, listen, um, I think that's a wrap for today. Um, I don't know. So we're playing around with audio. Really exciting news. We just got a whole new audio system in the mail. We have not plugged it in yet. So I'm going to go home and play around with that in a few minutes. But um, so hopefully if it sounds different today, we're kind of playing around with some settings. Then hopefully have some new equipment next week. But uh, anyway, bear with us. We're trying to polish things up. So hope you enjoyed it. Hope you go dive in. Uh, research yeah. on yourself. And treat us nicely. If you have any feedback, <laughs> just be kind. Because we take criticism to the heart. Um, Anyway, until next time, y'all. Y'all behave yourselves. Holla. Thanks for joining us on another episode of TNJ. Don't forget to check out the links to any of our guests in the show description. And check out tattoosandjesus.org for additional show information or to submit your questions, comments, or curse words.